Welcome to another episode of 6 Minute Monday where I give you 6 tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Now normally on these 6 Minute Mondays, it is the tradition, the tradition of a 6 Minute Monday to give one tip in each of the following 6 categories. One is for exercise or nutrition. The second one is something I am experimenting with. The third one is a quote I'm thinking about. The fourth one is a movie or a book that I've read that has moved me. A fifth one is a productivity tip, and a sixth one is the strangest thing I saw all week. This week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. It'll, it's still going to be six tips, but some categories will not be uh, discussed, and others will have multiple items in them. So tip number one, something I am experimenting with, rather than taking my entire supplementation stack first thing in the morning, I am now pulsing it throughout the day the same way I am doing with my uh, protein and my, my meal and my macronutrients of, over the course of the day. So what does that mean? It means that when I wake up in the morning, I'm taking one chromium pill. I'm taking one vitamin D pill. Then at lunch, I am taking the multivitamin packet that was assigned to me from Dr. Tom. It's called a Men's Wellness Vitality. And then at night, I take one more chromium pill and I take one fish oil pill. So from research I've heard from super smart people, it's people smarter than me, it is better to pace out the supplementation that you take throughout the day as opposed to taking it all at one time. Now, why do most doctors assign everything at one time? Because they probably think you're going to forget. They just say, wake up, eat breakfast, take these pills, go to bed, repeat. Uh, so me, I'm not going to forget. I have this thing paced out. I've done it for a couple weeks now, and now it's become a habit, and I actually uh, feel a lot better. Okay, tip number two, productivity tip. So the first one is uh, I've talked about to-do lists. So it's really effective when you get up in the morning or the night before. These are the three things I need to do tomorrow or I'm a failure. I've also talked about not to-do lists. These are the three things that I am not going to do tomorrow or if I do them, I am a failure. All right. Now, to take this to the next level, on your to-do list, add a time for the amount of time that you want to do those three things that you have to do. Why? Because even if you have a short to-do list and it's awesome, if you don't 100% complete, complete all of those items on your to-do list, you go to bed and you feel like you're lost. But the truth is, item number one on that to-do list may actually take much longer than you think, right? You might not know. Maybe your number one on your to-do list says, read two chapters of the four-hour work week. And you start reading chapter one and it's so awesome, you can't put it down. You have to reread it again. Then you go take all these notes on it. Then you go practice it. Now you never read the second chapter. You go to bed and you think, man, I'm a loser. But you're not a loser. You read chapter one. You put time into it. You practice it. You're definitely better today uh, than you were yesterday. So add a time period. It should be read chapter, read the four-hour work week for 40 minutes uninterrupted. Bang. Two, practice habits from the four-hour work week for four hours uninterrupted. Bang. Now, when you go to bed, regardless if you got the chapter one, two, or three, you've, got, you've put 40 minutes in, you're uninterrupted, undistracted, you've accomplished what you had to for the day. So again, on your to-do list, add a time segment that you want to do uninterrupted to that activity. It's also, as you add that time, you actually have a fighting chance to figure out if your goals are realistic for the day. You can't say, read six hours of the four-hour work week, because it's probably not going to happen. You've got other things to do in your life. Okay, Productiv uh, sorry, tip number three, my second productivity tip. This is uh, really dumb of me to have not done this before. When I make my exercise programs, the first thing I do if right in the beginning of every single workout is I have a competition with myself with respect to jump rope. Normally, it's, okay, I'm going to do four sets of uh, 10 jump rope. How many reps can I get in each of those 10 seconds? Bang. And then I'll document it somewhere in my workout program, and then it takes me, the next time I write my workout, I don't know, hours to find the last time I did that specific jump rope sequence and how many reps I got. So I, I have this really efficient way of making the rest of the program, but that one thing has been sticking at me, stupid jump rope. So anyway, what I did yesterday was I created a log 
of all of the jump rope competitions I've done with myself and the George Mahoney uh, all-time record for each one of those competitions. So now, I just go to that log, bang, I pick off two or three of those activities, and I'll say I'm going to do this jump rope for this, this day, this jump rope this day, and oh, by the way, here is the world record that I set against myself, <laughs> and I don't have to keep looking it up. So this is transferable to everything, not just jump rope workouts. The point is, if you're doing something repeatedly, and you have to keep looking for it, make it easy, put it in one spot, put it all in one spot. Uh, it's worth that time and effort to get it into that spot because the time you invested to get it into that spot is going to be time saved both mentally and emotionally uh, so you don't have to go back and look for this stuff over and over again. Okay, tip number four, something I'm thinking about. It's called uh, Birdian's Ass. Yeah, Birdian's Ass. So Birdian's Ass is a story about a donkey. He's standing between a bale of water and a uh, maybe a bale of hay or a bucket of water and a bale of hay. And he's thirsty, and he's hungry, and he can't decide. Oh, man, am I going to drink, or am I going to eat? Am I going to drink, am I going to eat? Am I going to drink, or am I going to eat? Am I going to drink, or am I going to eat? And then he drops dead. Why? Because he died of thirst and malnutrition. Now, the point is, he could have went over and drank, and then when he quenched his thirst, just walked over and had the hay and ate. But he didn't. He, he was caught with indecision because he didn't. He was trying to think about two things at the same exact time. Now, the inner reflection that I am having right now is, am I being a donkey? Am I being that donkey? Am I a football coach? Am I a, a linebacker coach? Am I a special teams coach? Am I an analytics guy? Am I a strength trainer? Uh, am I an engineer? Am I a podcast guy? Am I an author? Like, what, what am I? I don't know. I think I'm in too many places at the same time. I know I've done a great job of cutting a lot out of my life, but I'm also wondering, do I need to cut more and laser focus in on one specific thing? Now, my mind's also playing tricks on me like, well, the things that you are focusing on, even though it's not just one thing, most of them actually complement each other. So I don't have weird... I don't have weird hobbies that I do that have nothing to do with each other. Really, the things that I like most of the time enable one of the other things to be better. So maybe that, maybe I am not being a donkey, but I don't know. The point is, should I really just invest all of myself in one thing, drink all that water, then I'm done, then move myself over to the hay? I don't know. I absolutely don't know. I do know things that have been put on the back burner, uh, but that's it for right now. Too, too much of a deep thought for a six-minute Monday. Okay, the last two things are going to be the strangest things I saw all week. I always get nervous about this, but... uh. When you live on Staten Island, there is no shortage of strange things that you're going to see. So strange thing number one, I was uh, working out at a park this week, and I, I just I love watching coaches. I love watching them just because I'm a coach, and I just love watching to see how effectively they coach. They're doing the right things for their athletes. So strange thing number one was, this is tip number five, strange thing number one was a girls' soccer team. They did a half-assed warm-up. It was dynamic. I'll give them that. It was a dynamic warm-up, but it was half-assed. They spent more time talking and giggling, and this is like a high school girl soccer team, than they did actually focusing on getting warmed up. And then, when they were finished warming up, they were sent to run nothing short of a full marathon around the outskirts of this park. And their coach sat down, which I don't believe is coaching when you sit down, with a cup of coffee. I don't believe it's co coaching when you're drinking coffee while you're coaching. If you could do those, either of those two things, you're not really coaching. These girls were running around the tr this track over and over and over again. And as I'm finished, I'm cleaning up my, my toys, I'm putting my stuff in my truck, I'm watching these girls holding their shins, actually stop running and they're holding their shins. Why? Because they probably shouldn't be running that long. Their form isn't great, they're soccer players, they're not marathon runners. And if you guys know the park I'm talking about, which I won't reference, they are 
hiding part of this track goes through the parking lot. You can't really see where they are. They would stop and hide there and rub out their shin. <laughs> so I guess the coach would yell at them for running, or stop running, and then they'd run past their coach like nothing was wrong. So that's strange thing number one. Shouldn't even call it strange because it's probably par for the course. Strange thing number two, as I'm on the field, uh, which is, has soccer fields on it, so I'm, I'm kind of working out. I look over to my right and I see another soccer coach yelling at another strength training coach for having his toys on the field and taking up his soccer field. And he's yelling at him. He gets in his face. He throws one of his plates across the field. And says he's going to call the cops, saying that it's his field. This guy is a, a big dude, super nice guy. I know him personally. Thank God he's a nice guy. He calmly just moves his people off the field. They end up working out on the grass. Now, this guy, this soccer coach claimed he needed this field. It's his field. It's his field, right? It's, it's quote-unquote, it's his field. Uh, he needs the whole field. He takes like a, I don't know, a 10-yard by 10-yard square and sets up what I would call a, a teenage version of hopscotch for his soccer players to use, and they used it for about a half hour. So, why why he would yell at this guy? It had to be a territorial thing, right? He, he could have, he could, all three of us, my stuff, that other trainer stuff, the soccer coach, we all could have easily fit in the same area without even coming close to each other. It was just the principle that he was mad that somebody was taking the soccer field. And I've noticed this, nothing against soccer coaches, but the majority that I've seen, they're so territorial about their field. And why do I say this? Because like, I'm walking off, I'm cleaning up my stuff. I see a lacrosse coach. How you doing, coach? How's it going? Like, usually coaches just have respect for each other. He was super nice. Guess what? He also got thrown off the field. Again, there's endless room. There was endless room at this park. But uh, these soccer coaches, for whatever reason, they are extremely territorial about their precious soccer fields. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure they have permits. But just be nice. That's all you got to be. If it's your field, that's fine. Just just be nice. We can all we can all work with each other on the field. There's plenty of room. All right, people. That's it for 6 Minute Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. It's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today.